show. Hans Olsen, Will Snowden with a little energy tonight oh, here at the TridayTrading.com studios at Thanksgiving Point. Oh, my gosh. Another blowout win for the BYU Cougars, 52-14. to 14. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. The train is rolling, and BYU. You hear the music? This should be playing. This should be what you in your vehicle, right when you turn it on, you should hear this. Yeah. You're falling asleep. This is what you should hear. Uh, you do realize that the 6,000 people that were at the stadium are home and in bed because they left <laughs> about five minutes into this game. Well, you know, listen, let, let, let's just call it like it is. Uh, Brigham Young is the real deal. They're, they're beating up on people. They're able to do a lot. And, and I'll tell you what, what let, let's start with what, what everyone wants to talk about. Okay. Z W. Yeah. I mean, the kid made some throws today. That is so. I saw so many different players tonight from him. Let me let me give you a little taste. I'm gonna start with a throwback to Jimmy Mack. He has that Jimmy Mack way about himself. I I, I really see Jim McMahon in him. Um, obviously, you're seeing Aaron Rodgers. You're seeing Mahomes. You, you're you're seeing a guy that is confident. He's got the swagger, a lot of moxie, and <clears throat> you can tell he's out there having fun, Hans. He's having fun, but that throw he made across the field, mm-hmm. about 50 in the air. Mm-hmm. To Mill. Th- th- that's a big-time throw. The backside. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> I mean, th- that's a big-time throw uh-huh. to put it on a dime. Um, and, and I saw a tweet today tonight that said this that will be one of the main plays in the draft when he is drafted. That, that that's a big time throw. That that is a that's arm talent that um not, that's not easy to come by. <laughs> I, I was really impressed with it. I was really impressed with it, brother. It was so good. He is. He's really good. And and BYU's good. And Texas State is not not real good. You know what? <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you what cracks me up about this. Say it. That you actually thought that Texas State was going to score 17. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, they scored 14. They scored 14, and they could have scored 17 if they didn't go for it on fourth. And, I would have had the score exactly, 52 to 17. You, you went with 17, too. Yeah, I did. And you know what sucks for me is I actually thought that they would only score 48. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they could have I'm scored. I'm a moron. Listen, let's face it. The talent at Texas State was overmatched tonight. Yeah. They, they were just overmatched. Uh, they're a young team. I think they're. I think the coach is doing a good job with them. I mean, he's 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 working with what he can work with. I think he's got a nice young quarterback there. Um, but but when you just can't, BYU is just way more physical at the point of attack. Um, very good ball club. How about let's talk about some drama. Let's cause some drama for Kalani uh, Sataki. Uh, with with five, six minutes left in the game, we line up to punt the ball. As you saw, the punter. Is doing he's he doing the rugby kick? He runs to the right and he sees everything open up because I know Kalani would not call a fake punt uh-huh. with six minutes left in the game. The kid runs for fifty three yards, and and I can I I, I got to tell you this. Um, I know Kalani's going to do a great job talking to the head coach and say I had nothing to do with that. I would never do that. Um, it's a classless act, and um, uh. But those players from Texas State, I guarantee you, they're, they're thinking to themselves, "What? Uh, what in the? You know, they're pretty pissed." And I, I could see it; they were PO'd. You know, they were really disappointed that that all of a sudden the guy runs for fifty three yards. That's our young, longest run of the season. We just dropped that on Texas State with six minutes left, up fifty two to fourteen, up forty nine to fourteen at that time. So that's a punter's call. 
when he yeah, sees it open. It, it, he saw it open, and and and, and Kalani would say, you know, son. I mean, he'll 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 talk to him, but you know what the kids would say? Opened up, coach. I mean, what do you want me to do? And it opened wide. It, open. it was wide open, as yeah. it should be, because Texas State's not going to expect you to fake it on them up by you know, <laughs> oh, So so I can understand how it looks. You know, might not come off as the, you know as the yeah, nicest but, thing, but you know, it, it's it's kind of funny. Like you think back to. Uh, what was that? The, the the funny punter uh for BYU. Recent guy. The big guy? Uh Johnny, Johnny Line. Oh yeah. yeah Johnny Lineham. Great, greatest greatest punter ever to play, play for Brigham. Yeah, he's, no, he's, he's phenomenal fantastic. young man. I mean, and, and he's funny. such he's, an unbelievable entertainer. He's great on Twitter and and absolutely cracks me up. So it, whether it's whether <laughs> here, here's the thing. Whether it's Fourth and fifteen, and you're putting out of your own end zone, and you see the look that you were talking about on film, and and you see it as a punter, and you're like, oh, there's the look. There's I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna go. Or you're up by 120, and Texas State is like, no, there's no way they'll, and they drop out. But you, the punter in his mind is like, oh, that's the yeah, look. He did it right. Coach Lamb showed it to me. There it is, and there he goes. And it's not. It's not like Ed Lamb's like, all right, guys, we have got to extend this drive. Uh, if you if you see this coming, it's like well, you know, the guy just, saw it on film and, and took off. Yeah, and, 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 and this is the thing. I mean, we have to remember these guys are young kids. And, and a punter in his lifetime, I mean, the dude was partying on the sideline. I mean, it must have been. What's a, I mean, the dude was straight partying. The players were dapping him up, hitting him, and and I could see the boil in Kalani Fafita's Sataki. I could see <laughs> how enraged he was because yeah, he. I mean, he fumes, and, and, and he was swearing in his head, but he would never. You know, he's not going to just bust out what he really wants to say. But I guarantee you, he he gave that that boy that his player. About cursing in his head, <laughs> he, he, the things he said hey, were, were terrible. Okay, but here's the thing: it, it would get him kicked out of Brigham Young University, and, and he would lose his job. I want to see if anybody wants to take me up on this. By the way, we're going to have uh, Kalani Sataki here in just a second. Kalani Sataki will take the blame for it in the presser. You think he will? I oh. think Kalani will say, uh, "Coach, what did you think? You know, you, you saw you're up by X amount." And you're punting, and you run a fake punt. What did you see there? Kalani will say, well, we as a staff, we saw X, Y, and Z, and we alerted our punters that if they see this, to run. He'll, he'll, he'll shoulder the blame. Yeah. Well, 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 as an honorable man, he, 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 I mean, of course he will. Uh, you know, but I'll tell you, it was a bad look, and uh, it is what it is. But let's talk about your heartburn. The system that Courtney made for you, the the, the, the little. It's a magical elixir. Was it? Yeah, it's a magical elixir. The heartburn was gone. The belly was all calm. Really? Yeah, I stopped at uh, a little burger shop right here <laughs> on my way out and grabbed a big old pastrami burger with extra mustard and onion. Wow. And uh, and then on the way here, I got another one, and uh, <laughs> and polished it off with that shake you saw me. Yeah, I mean, I, I was shocked to see you eating that way, but but you owe Courtney big time. She's yeah. listening right now, and 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 I know she she's thinking to herself. I, uh, she mixes it perfect. Yeah, it's you, a perfect mix. You do, Courtney. It, it went down smooth. It it soothed my belly, 
and it helped me <laughs> to, to regain my appetite. For the I mean, game night hands does not mess around oh. with people. He 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 has a plethora of of things that he's going to eat, um, and it's all planned out in his head. And and it, if anyone listens to hands and truly knows him. His true talent, he should be like a food critic, but on a on an entertainment show where <laughs> where the food comes out and he just and he just talks about how delectable it is um, because it, it's a beautiful thing uh, and and, I, and I'm happy you had that shake and that Courtney was able to be a part of helping you. Yeah, and the two burgers, the two pastrami burgers, those are, those are good. A little pastrami on there, but um, hey, I, I do I do want to I do want to mention this. I, I just sent out a tweet. I don't know if I've ever seen this in my entire uh, experience in the game or the world of football, ever. What is that? And I've seen a lot and played a lot yeah, of football. You, you have. 11 BYU players rushed the ball tonight, Jeez. and 14 BYU Jeez. players caught a ball. It's nuts. I was, and the only reason I even noticed that is because I, I was like, oh, okay, I'll go to the stats, and then... You pull up the stats, and it's like, okay, wait. I'm looking down the rushing, and I'm like, how did? How long could this list be? It's like looking at the BYU roster, and then you're you're you know scanning down, and you're like, okay, who led in receiving? And then it's like, yeah, well, how did it? Fourteen players caught a caught a pass. And 11 players ran the ball. Tyler Algier, 12 carries, 77 yards on a touchdown. Ryan, uh, uh, what is it, Raycal? Ray, Rick, yeah, yeah. Raycal? He ended up with a, a carry for 49. Is that the... Uh, Lapini Katoa, 8 carries for 35 yards on a touchdown. Sione Finau, 5 carries for 21 yards. Then you got Zach Wilson, Dax Milne, Cody Epps, Chris Jackson, Miles Davis, Baylor Romney, Talmadge Gunther, all those guys carrying it. Yeah. Absolutely amazing numbers. I mean, that's when you know you're having fun. It's a party for everyone, Hans. I mean, 14 different individuals carried the ball. Yeah. 11 different individuals. I mean, that's the offense and the defense. If you were still playing hands, you might have caught a ball tonight. I might have. I might have had a shot. I mean. Well, it was Zach Wilson caught one. So Yeah, exactly. I mean, why could you not? That throwback was interesting. But, yeah, that, that, just down the line, Dax Milne was great again. You know, four catches, 89 yards, had a touchdown. He's truly having to, he's showing himself as a true deep threat. He is, I man. mean, the guy, the guy is making big-time catches every week. And like I said, it's not. It, it's always nice when you have number one letting that thing rip um, and, and uh, the young guys out there having fun. So that's what it's all about, Hans. You really, you just look at it and you, you've got to be proud of, of where you played your college ball. Um you know, these guys are putting on a show. Um, yes, they haven't. I mean, we can go into who they're playing and all of that, but all they can do is play who is put in front of them. Kind of how when you when you, you, you grew up and, and you still live this to today, you don't, I mean, you don't, you, all you can do is eat what's put in front of you. Yes, correct. You've come to this to the new location. Uh, last year we used JCWs. This year we're using the wonderful, wonderful day tra- uh, tri day trailer. Yeah. And what they deliver, you attack. Yeah, absolutely. And you and you don't have anything to say about it, Hans. You just do it. No, I just do it. I do. I do what, what what's asked of me. Exactly, and that's what Brigham Young is doing. And so we we just need to celebrate that um, and uh, the building confidence. And, and I'll tell you, winning is is you get used to winning. Winning is 
it begets more winning. Mm -hmm. That's what it does. So all this is doing for BYU is preparing them to be able to play whoever is put in uh, in front of them um, and with confidence that they can win. Mm -hmm. BYU with a big win, 52-14. to We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. You'll hear from Kalani Sataki. We'll give you some more analysis, kind of look at the defensive side of things, a couple of interceptions. Yeah. We'll tell you who got those interceptions and how it all went down coming up on the Cougar Post Game Show, live at the TridayTrading.com studios. BYU gets lined up as fast as they can. Four, Wilson going deep. Wilson toward the end zone, and it is caught! Milne, touchdown! Take a bow. Oh, my goodness. He comes all the way back to the other side of the field. Another great throw and catch. Dax Milne, who's blossomed into a star. Extra point up and good. It's 35-7. to I'm 12 into the zone. It is your Cougar postgame show. Cougars getting a win, 52-14. to Kalani Satake took to the podium to talk to the media. So, um, <laughs> uh, but you know, he, he shows his athleticism and his speed and uh, he was really happy. It was just one of those things that that's not, that's not anything that we try to do on purpose, try to, um, showboat or try to, you know, get one up. And so I apologize to Texas state for that, but, um, we'll just learn. And next time I'll be better as a coach and make sure to teach him to, you know, just punt the ball next time. Kalani, uh, your first two drives went for 86 yards and 90 yards. Having those long scoring drives there in the first quarter, how, how much did that help in terms of allowing your defense time to adjust? Because in the second quarter, you only allowed 13 total yards. Yeah, it was really valuable for us to have that time. We, we needed to make adjustments, um, our scheme. And, and, and you know, Elisa Tuyaki did an amazing job organizing it from from the box and, and uh Preston Hadley and and Janelle Guilford and um Ed Lamb, you know, with them along with our GAs and analysts did a great job at at uh trying to establish what we're gonna do. Because it's it's just something that we weren't expecting, that type of offense, you know, and, and I think that uh and I didn't know that they're they're gonna do it so much. We we kind of thought that we, every week we plan on seeing some things that we make stuff up just in case. And this is one of those moments where it's like, not only did they do it, but they did it a lot. And so we had to get things organized and we needed that time. If, if it would have been a quick three and out, I, I don't know um, if we would have been able to get it um, communicated and drawn up on, on the cards and drawn up on the board. So, so our guys can see what we're actually trying to do. And we actually went into it with a different scheme to that, that we practiced. If we did ever see it, we do that every week, but um, we had to change, go on the, on the fly and change it up and, and, uh, e saw something that he thought would be better. He and Ed, and then they just dis- discussed it with, uh, with Preston and and, and uh, Guilford, and, and uh, I like I like what they did. I mean, that's the, the proof is what we did the rest of the time. Now I'm still upset about that 98 yard drive. I just we got to stop downing the ball on the two yard line then because it's been we're 0 for two now stopping teams going on that long drive. You know, but there's a lot of things that. Our guys have learned from in that in that drive, but I just and then obviously they, those guys came back and 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 forced forced a turnover and played strong and uh, I'm just really proud that those guys were able to bounce back from after that giving up that touchdown. 
Hey, Coach, we'll take a question from Brandon Gurney, Jake Hatch, and Mitch Harper. Oh, you don't need one, Brandon? Yeah, go to the next guy. My, my, my question was answered. Hey, we'll go with Jacob, uh, Mitch Harper, and then Hunter Miller. Yeah, Coach, I wanted to ask you, in terms of you said those reps in the second half, you know, those second stringers, third stringers in the game, very important. What can be taught from those reps going off of that type of a performance? Well, you, you look at the way they respond in the game, and the, it, it, everything works when you practice it, you know, and you're going against a scout team. So the, the, the fact that we saw real speed, they stuck with their their ones during that time, you know, and uh, it's, it's just to see if, if, if our guys uh, can overcome basically the live reps, the fog of war, that, that, that mindset of like being on the field. I think it's easy to say that guys can do it and perform on the, on the field, but it's a different deal when the, when the lights are on and you're in front of people and, and it's moving a lot faster. So that's, that's the, it was good that we were able to get those looks. And then, it, it, you know, it was really good that we were able to get the, uh, the ones, the leaders on our team to get out there and, and support those guys on the field. And I saw great leadership on our sidelines. I saw, you know, guys um, just really being, being out in front and cheering for their boys and, we saw some mistakes, but I love the way the guys responded back and came back and, and were able to get a stop off of that fumble, you know, off of the, the snap and then in the deep in the red zone and then gave up a drive, but then came back and forced a turnover, got a pick and, um, you know, ended the game. So I, I really pleased with the guys and it's worth the yards and, and that we gave up you know, to get our guys those reps. <laughs> Kalani 14, 14 different receivers uh, had, had receptions tonight on night with, uh, without Gunnar Romney. Was that kind of by maybe designed to, to divvy up uh, the, the pass uh, attempts to receivers without Gunnar in the game? I think that's just how it kind of worked out. I thought, um, you know, looking at Zach and, and even Baylor, the way they spread the ball out, we were able to get some guys in the game. And, uh, and obviously we, we got some good looks at some younger guys um, but, uh, you know, we just kept our offense rolling a little bit. And I'm just happy that those guys got the, a lot of them got their first time, first really live reps and with the ball in their hands. So it was, it was good stuff. Good stuff. It was good to see Sionifi now back on the field again and, and keep getting Miles Davis some opportunities to run the ball and get some of those young old linemen on the field too. So it was really good, valuable stuff for us. And, and get Baylor some opportunities to throw the ball, even though there was a – did he throw a pick on, the, on any of yeah, so obviously some things to work on, but uh, we'll just it's just good. It's just good where you're just not, you know, you're, you're able to throw the ball a little bit and just play regular football with those guys against a, a fast look, stuff that you can't get in practice. You mentioned Sione, also Hank Tuipelotu uh, made his debut. Uh, can those yeah, that's right. moving forward factor into what you guys do offensively? Yeah, and, and you know, um, it's just good to see Hank. He, he he battled back from some, you know, the injuries, and and same with Sean and those guys are able to get on the field. And Keanu Saliapanga, good to get Tristan back on the field too. And uh, just nice to have our guys and, and be a little bit stronger with our with our numbers. So, um, yeah, we just get those guys rolling and get some competition going, and, and make sure that our our teams are rolling deep and that we can we know we have guys that we can count on with a lot of experience. Coach, I'm curious what kind of the thought process is behind pulling the starters and bringing in the backups. Is that something that, you know, you guys go into a game thinking if you reach a certain point threshold uh, that you'll pull the starters? Or how do you go about making that decision of when to pull the starters and bring in some of the younger guys? 
I, I mean, it's kind of a balance between what's best. You know, if you're looking at the first part of the season, we really didn't have our, our starters play an entire game. And so, you know, I think UTSA, they played the entire game. And then, and then obviously the Houston game they did. So that, that was kind of brand new for us. And, and uh, so we had those two games to, to let those guys play the entire game. And then now it's just, I, I really feel like it's really valuable for us. And when you're dealing with, with the, uh, with COVID and you never know who, if a guy's going to be pulled out of the lineup or not, I really believe that the, for us right now, this year, yeah, let's get those guys as valuable reps as possible. And I, I, all I care about is when we we're winning the game, we feel like we have it under control is, is uh, giving them those valuable reps as much as possible. And if it costs us some yards and, even some points. It's, I think it's really worth it. It's, it's, the investment is is worth it for our guys, and we're able to do that in the past. We've been able to do that in the past and get more guys reps, and it's paying off. And, and when guys they're not getting in the, on the field, when it's like they know the game's under control, but now they're getting valuable reps and, and getting that experience that means a lot. I mean, that's that 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 stuff is. You, you, I said it before. You can't simulate it, so we're gonna take advantage of it as much as possible. I really don't care about all how all the stats line up. I don't care about where we line up with, you know, awards and all the accolades and all that stuff. The win is all that matters and keeping our team as deep as possible. Hey, we'll take two quick questions from Sean Walker and Jared Lloyd, and that'll be it. Uh, yeah, Coach, you probably had to figure that somebody was going to ask this question, but what'd you think of the crowd and finally having the fans back and the, the band, the cheerleaders, all that kind of pomp and circumstance? It was awesome. It was so good to see our fans. I mean, it was good to see our fans last week in, in Houston, at Houston, but um, good to see our fans here. They made a lot of noise. Um, the the number that we, I mean, I'm pretty sure we had, we used all 6,000 tickets, you know, so uh, lot, all that 6,000 that came, they made a lot of noise. I'm really happy that they were be able to enjoy the game and, and this, you know, it's first that we've had a lot of games without fans. So that was a lot of fun. And just really thankful that they were able to be here and, and so late and stayed after and cheered our guys on even when the game was uh, easily um, in control. So thank you to all the fans and looking forward to seeing all our fans who get here and, and fill this place up as soon as we get things right. So appreciate all the fans. It means a lot to us. Kalani, the, you hadn't been able to force a lot of turnovers this year, but Isaiah gets his hands on the ball and then takes it to the house. And that's that's got to be fun to see a guy like uh, Isaiah be able to to have that type of a moment. He willed that to happen. He's, he's been waiting for that for a long time. And I knew once he caught the ball, it was going to be gone. And uh, you talk about a, a great student of the game. Um He's so smart. I wish I could take his brain and, and put it in all of our players. This football IQ is amazing. His instincts are amazing. And the things that he does as a player, I've been so impressed with. And, and such an honor for me to coach him. I mean, we have a great relationship. I, our coaches and our players have a great relationship with each other. And, and uh, be able to collaborate with him and talk with him. He's got a great mind. And just love that his will was able to – he, he, he kind of knew it was going to happen. He kind of been talking about it all week. And so uh, when that happened, it was watch out. I, you know, you got, you got to see some of this athleticism that he had back in the day in Brighton when he used to run the ball a little bit, you know. So uh, we're trying to create more. I mean, obviously, I don't think we had not a lot of opportunities to get sacks. Um, McBride ran around all over the place, and he's got tons of speed. But, um, you know, he scrambled around. And, and then other than that, they were getting rid of the ball really quick. And when they did their Daffy Duck stuff, it just caught us. 
uh, in a bad spot where we really couldn't get a lot of pressure on him. We had to be mindful of the RPOs and the, and the quick throws downfield. So uh, it's unique. We we'll just keep playing and hopefully we we'll capitalize on other opportunities to to get turnovers and to get more disruption and more sacks. But uh, really pleased with the amount of disruption that we had this this game and turnovers and big stops and things like that. So we'll just keep improving and hopefully Isaiah can spread the love with his pick sixes and turn and I'm sure he'll do as many as he can, but I'm sure he, he'd love to share the, the mojo with the rest of the group. Okay, thanks, Coach. There you go, Kalani Sataki at the podium. Um, BYU getting a win in dominant fashion over this Texas State team, 48 to... No, 52. 52 to 14? No, that's what you wanted. You said 48. It was actually 52. I said 52. You said 48. They scored, BYU scored 52. And they, and I said 17. You said 14. So, I mean. How do you feel about hitting BYU's score right on the head? Well, I've done that several times. Um, so when, you, you know, when, when you know. It's kind of like you're just acting like you've been there before. I've been there before, <laughs> you know, so, so I expected it. Um, I expected why, why are you over there looking like Jason? Are you on the sideline right now? <laughs> Overly excited. <laughs> we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and react to some of Kalani's comments. This is your Cougar Post Game Show, ninety-seven five twelve into the zone on the Zone Sports Network. <laughs> And three, a little sprint left, and then the throw down the field. He's got his man open, caught for a touchdown. What a nice play design. The redshirt freshman Keanu Hill with the touchdown catch. And then just a little double move and go deep. And there he is all by himself. So BYU goes for it on fourth down. It pays off a 90-yard drive with that touchdown. The kick is up and good to make it 14-7 Cougars. Welcome back at your Cougar Post Game Show. Um, I just sent this tweet out because I'm already sick of seeing all this. Oh, he shouldn't have ran the fake punt. I can't believe he called the fake punt. He didn't call the fake punt. The punter saw the lineup and he took off, so I just sent this tweet. I don't blame a punter for seeing a look and running. I blame a team that sucks so bad it became a big deal. Play better. That's just ugly, all of it. Every one of it, every one of those Texas State players needs to look at themselves in the mirror and say, "Could I've done a little better?" That coaching staff needs to go look in the mirror. Could, could we've done a little bit better? Because we kind of let down. Like none of us even tried. <laughs> no, like in the second half, we, you saw the handoff to that running back. It was a third and one, and they hand off to the running back, and he stands straight up and takes a hit. And instead of, like, fighting for the one to try to continue the drive, I think he's looking at his offensive line like, well, you guys suck. And his offensive line, their offensive line is looking back like, well, you didn't even try. And it's like, oh, man, it's it was really ugly. Um, the, the whole thing is ugly. And, and that's frustrating. But we also need to point out that BYU did what SMU didn't and what Boston College couldn't do. And, Indeed. And, you know, they, they definitely put, them on, put it on them. You know, I agree with you, Hans. I mean, I mean you put that really, um, what's the word? With, with lack of sensitive, 
it was not sensitive what you just said about Texas State yeah. and their whole organization, the whole state of, you know, where they, what, I mean, you could not even try. I, I think they tried hands. I, I think that what happened is uh, they were outmatched and they got beat down, brutalized in the first half. And, yeah, I think the second half they came back, came out and just, you know, just, you know, when when a, when you get beat over and over again physically, mentally, at, at every level of the game, you know, sometimes it's hard to stay in there. Yes, um, I agree with you. You do make a beautiful point that Texas State be better. <laughs> you got to be better. Um, but still, I, I do think that Kalani wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't call that. I mean, it opened up, and you got to take what you see. So so at the end of the day, Texas State has a lot of work to, to, to do to get to the level of this Brigham Young team for sure. And uh, hopefully they can go back to the drawing board and try and figure out a way to win. Because winning is not easy at any level. Even though it looks easy right now for BYU, it still it takes a lot of work and preparation oh, and dedication true. to get to where they are. So so, you know. I was watching this game with my son and you know, we're we're somewhere in the middle of the third quarter. Because Will and I are here at the uh TridayTraining.com studios and we're both like five, maybe ten minutes away from our home. So we quickly rack up wrap up the pregame we had home and we watch it at the house and I'm sitting there with my son and we're at the end of the second quarter and he said, Hey, Dad, is this is this a D one team? And I said, Yeah, it's a this is a D one team, son. Like this is a this is a group of five team. Yeah. Uh, this you know, this is a team that has the same scholarship allotment as the Mount West Conference, as the SEC. Like this this is a D one team. And <clears throat> to see the disgruntled disbelief in his eyes, his, he was his young, his young eyes shocked. <laughs> he, I, I can imagine seeing him to I'm, see the innocence taken away, ripped oh my from his precious body because he could not believe that this was a deep one. Program. Hey, in all, in his, in all, with all due respect, I mean, it's a fair question. I mean, he could not, he, he, he saw how overmatched mm-hmm. they were, how, how, how they wanted to go home, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, when I watching that game, I felt like I felt my first grade self looking at the sixth graders playing football out in the field, wanting to enjoy myself with them as well, and um, getting out there and realizing I'm overmatched. Yeah. And uh, that's what your son <clears throat> saw tonight. He saw a, 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 it looked like some first graders trying to play with the sixth graders, seventh graders, and eighth graders. Um, and Texas State has some work to do. And this is one thing that I will say real quickly about my business that I try and help people understand <clears throat> um, where they need to go out of state and get some guys as well, get some talent. Because like Texas State, what they do is most of their – the roster is all Texas. So, but what you have to realize is in Texas, there's a lot of football. There's a lot of college football. Mm-hmm. So Texas State is getting the fourth, fifth level Texas player. Yeah. Where they could go another state and maybe get the second tier level player and some first tier level players. And those players would be better than the fifth and sixth tier players that they're getting out of texas so people have to get a little bit creative mm-hmm. um you i tell mm-hmm. utep the same thing new mexico state new, you, you guys have to get a little bit more creative with how you're doing your recruiting because you want to go into texas but when you go into texas utep you're getting the seventh and eighth level mm-hmm. talent 
which means that you could probably get first or second or third level talent in a different state, and now all of a sudden you 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 change the way that you you play football on Saturdays. This well, is uh, sorry, guys, just to interject. This is also a Texas State program that has won seven times in the last three years, so they are not used to winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, there's definitely uh, there is a base issue at that university. Um, it's what I just said. It's the way they recruit. I'm yeah. telling you that I see it all over it's and over. Fundamental, and over again. fundamentally, you're, just, you're, you're going. You have to go other places to bring in the talent that you need, they, so you can get some top two, some one A or some one B, some two A talent, mm-hmm. and you have to do that. You know, creatively. Will, Will and I both kind of do the recruiting thing. Will a lot more heavy with the player side of it. I kind of do it more on the twenty four seven side of it. But he's absolutely right in terms that. People are coming to Utah to get Utah high school players to help them build those winning cultures because Utah high school players know how to win, especially at those programs, you know, name them that they're all over the place. And I'm sure that Will's worked with, you know, 10, 15 kids that are going to go somewhere in, you know, next year and help a team to win. But it's about bringing kids who know how to win and helping to build your winning culture. And, and it's got to, it's going to blow up Utah recruiting in the next few years. I, I'm sure of it. <clears throat> no question. Well, I know that there's a lot of BYU fans out there wanting a kind of a, a, a breakdown, maybe a, a schematic, a, a maybe offensive, defensive breakdown. And wh- what I will tell you is everything BYU tried to do on the B- on the offensive and defensive sides of the ball were successful to an extent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everything that they were trying, it, whether it was a throwback pass to a quarterback, whether it was some type of, of draw or RPO, which they had quite a bit of RPO in the first half of this game, more than I'd seen in in the, the previous games. <clears throat> whether it was um, rotating in, you know, running backs and, and bringing back Sione Finau, who averaged 4.2 yards per carry and looked good and looked healthy, or, um, or throwing it over the top and, and targeting – a guy that I hadn't seen for a while in Hank Tuipolotu, who looked tough and yeah. and strong running. I'm excited to play. Um, and to the defensive side, whether it was pressing man or running zone or just putting one defender on the field and leaving the other 10 off the field and just trying that technique and that scheme, it was just, it was working. So it's hard for me to break this game down because it's all so ugly and they'll probably go back and, and they'll look at this and they'll definitely study themselves and they'll try to make sure that they're not, you know, sh- showing any hands with certain counts and snaps and formations and try to scout themselves a little bit, getting ready for Boise state. But this is a game that a game and a game film that you wrap up pretty quickly and you get into Western Kentucky film and, I'm sure you've already got the GAs and some of the assistants that are are going to be breaking down the Boise State and Utah State film because they, they've got that circled. They know that that's, that's the mark. Now, they'll make sure all the players are staying on Western Kentucky, but they're moving forward, and they, they've got to get themselves prepared because Boise State looked pretty good tonight. So as far as breaking it down, and, and Will, uh, please disagree with me if you'd like, but as far as breaking it down, what I would tell people is, 
everything they did, and they tried a bunch of different things, and they they showed a couple of looks. There were like the throwback to quarterback play probably could have been held for Boise State in a critical situation if you needed, but it does force Boise State now to look at that play, and maybe you got something off of it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, you can show your hand on certain things like that. I'll tell you what. What I do know is Jeff Grimes and A Rod are doing their thing. So, yeah. so, so they're having fun with playing they are, the game. They are. They're, um, so, having, so, a they're, they're just having a blast with it. I, I love what I've seen the last few weeks from these guys. But, but it's creative. It's fun. The kids are having fun, and and that at the end of the day. Um, that's what that's what matters. That the kids are out there enjoying themselves. That helps you win. They're building confidence. They're having fun. The OCs are having fun. The passing game coordinators are having fun. They're enjoying themselves. They're building a serious brotherhood. And I'm just excited to continue to watch the rest of the rest of it all year. Well, there you go, a little Kalani Satake. A uh, little bit of breakdown. We'll be talking about this game coming up Monday morning. DJ and PK starting at six a.m. and of course, Scotty and I will take over at 10 a.m., carry it over to 2, hand it off to the big show, and Gordon Monson and Jake Scott will take you all the way home. And we'll also start to get you prepared for Western Kentucky. We'll take a look at that Utah State loss to Boise State, and we are one week closer to Utah kicking off in Pac-12 play. Well. College football, is uh, it, it, the, they are spreading their wings and they are flying. And it's nice. You know, I, I don't – boy – what I need to do is do a little reality check when I'm driving home and just, and just think to myself, you know, we were uh, I, just a neck hair away from not playing college football. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm willing to be here at 1225, happy, 1225 a.m. And you still have a smile. I do, and, and I still feel blessed uh, to be here uh, with great company, with a great organization, talking about a great school. Um, it could be a lot worse because there was a very, 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 very good chance that this wouldn't have happened this year. So I'm going to celebrate it as much as I possibly can. Hey, did you hear there was a debacle during the halftime show in the stadium? Have you heard about that? Oh, no. No, what could have happened? Well, I guess some, I guess it was just a, it, it, it completely fell apart. They were trying a halftime show, and uh, the guy that was singing was reading the lyrics from his phone and then couldn't find the lyrics and then they cut to like a oh no they had a they had a meltdown at halftime i, I think covid affects halftime well i'm glad yeah listen I, I i'm glad i wasn't there to see that um i wish you wouldn't have told me that did because you see this think of brigham young performances yeah i think of the best yeah i know you know I, I mean i think of our ball the ballroom program at byu i think of the volleyball i think of it all i think of the cougarettes yeah. i think of cosmo Flying through the air. Yeah. Um, I think of that wonderful band that always represents. I think of the the, the cougar. Yeah, the cougar Yeah, it is the cougar. You don't think of a hat time fall apart. I don't think think about it. So I can't even. I, I have erased that from my brain. Hey, hey. By the way, to your point, uh, did you see what Cosmo did during this game? Oh no! What did he did he dance? So no, they set up. They set up. Um, a wall of padded bags yes. that that was probably, I don't know, fifteen feet high. And he was standing up on this wall of padded bags, and they drove a, a golf cart, like a gator golf cart. Right through it. Right through it. And he jumped, and it blew up the, the padded wall pads, and Cosmo did like a flip off of it over the top of it and and landed. So uh, w one thing that people can say over all the they're, years. They're going to get him killed. They're, they're going a little too far to take you know, he, He's Superman. 
Osmo is a different. Is a he? Is a, this young man is on a different level as far as yeah. entertainment and as far as and as far as mascots go. Cosmo. <laughs> name a better name a better. I mean, you're not. You're gonna have to dig far and deep. I don't care if it's the NBA. I don't care if it's college. Every college, Cosmo is at the top. Period. He's pretty good. Man. He can dance. He, he he does all all of his own all of his own stunts. I've been waiting for Cosmo to be on the sideline and just start out dancing the coaches. Wouldn't like, it be great if he just you know, when they when you feel like you want to dance, it should be like you go to Kalani, you say, "Hey Kalani, I'm feeling I'm feeling too much energy right now. I, I'm feeling like I want to dance." Then Kalani should have a signal, or he should have he should have a signal just right to the headset. Hey, we we need Cosmo down here asap so he can dance and. Dance by the coaches they can watch him the players can watch him but under no circumstances can anyone else on the, on the team dance but Kalani can do his thing Kalani's okay to dance in the locker room do his little dances but everyone else is it, it's cut off you know I wasn't going to say this to you but I'm going to say it because it's it's 1230 yeah say it and and I, I'm a little bit disappointed in you because you're starting to get a little bit Lithgowish from the movie Footloose like you know the pastor, of course. I'm very familiar. Yeah, with the you're, show. you're getting a little bit daddish. You know, like well, let's shut it all down, the whole town. <laughs> uh, you know what? That's the most hurtful thing you've ever said to me. And and, and I'm not going to lie to you when you said it. I thought, man, this guy's full of it. You know, but it it, it cut me deep. I never want to be that guy. I thought of myself when you said that. I thought of myself as that pastor, judging, you know, you know, tearing the, the down youth. fun where these guys are just enjoying themselves, truly enjoying themselves. Give it to me, and and and, and I want to apologize. I've been completely out of line on the dancing, and these guys should dance their little hearts out. I, I tell you what, man, if, if BYU misses this opportunity to get Kevin Bacon and put him on the side line and have him like training them when he's training the cowboy Gosh. and just try to train like, <laughs> that, <laughs> like try to train Jason on you yes. wow <laughs> you, I mean, we're, we're, that just that just made my whole life that would be amazing and then Lithgow comes in and he's like hey shut it all down and starts burning books and all that no no just leave Lithgow out of it he'll, he'll be out of it we're, we're just gonna say Cosmo we're gonna say wouldn't it be huge we need to write a letter Bacon can still do it. We can never be huge. I'm gonna write a letter to him. I, I promise you that that, that the I'll guy that to him. the guy that plays Cosmo, he's in his car on the way home and he's listening and he's like, "Oh, boy, this this Hans and Will guy <laughs> have a really good point." <laughs> Listen, hey, it, it, it is what it is. But uh, you, you 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 cut me deep today. You cut me deep. Then I I want to apologize to you. I want to apologize to Cougar Nation. I want to apologize to the station. I want to apologize to everyone listening. I, I shouldn't be trying to tear that down. They're just cutting loose. They're, they're just cutting they're loose. Cutting loose. They're the youth. And I've become that old, crotchety Pharisee, judging and judging and judging their movements. Um, and, and, I, and, and it's over. Uh, well, it's, it's done. This BYU, this BYU Cougar team, they did cut loose. They got the win 52 to 14. Have a little bit of fun, people. Enjoy your Sunday morning. It is now Sunday morning. Enjoy your Sunday morning and uh, enjoy this great win because it is college football. It was a complete beatdown. I'll do a couple of different film studies on it and give you some ideas on, on some of the fun things that BYU is doing. But everything worked tonight.
Kalani was in a good mood. Don't listen to these ridiculous announcers on ESPN that had their opinions. Those guys are terrible. That is the worst commentating crew I think I've ever heard in my life. They are terrible. It just wasn't enjoyable. I didn't enjoy that. No, absolutely terrible. But this game was special. Kalani Sataki and his crew continue to roll on as they now stand 6-0. and Getting ready for Western Kentucky next week. This has been your Cougar Post Game Show on 97.5, 12 of the Zone and the Zone Sports Network.